Hello, everybody. Welcome to our 200K call today. Can everyone hear me? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm going to be facilitating our call today together. And I'm going to be sharing just a little bit about, um, I was asked to share slash teach about what has been a, a 200K concept that has been really helpful for me. And actually, really helpful is an understatement. It's been a game changer. And so that's what I want to share with you. And um, I've written down some important points that I want to make about that and share with you. And then once after I do that, then I'm going to open it up to coaching. And it can be in related to what I have touched on in the topic, which is about writing your emails in advance. That is what I told them that I was going to be talking about. But then actually, as I was preparing um, this week and the past couple of weeks, I think I thought about a, a different language around it that I think resonates for me even more now, because I was asked what topic I was going to talk about a few months ago, and I was just like writing my emails in advance, like it's been a game changer. Um, and I still think that this is very true, but I, what I want to say also in case this resonates for some of you even more, is I think what's been the game changer is not necessarily writing the emails in advance, although that is what it's looked like for me, because I think the strategy, what it looks like in, um, in the actions can be different for different people, but I think it's creating space around copy. So that's what it is, and that I think can look different for different people. But for me, it's definitely been like, literally writing emails in advance. Okay, so in order to get into teaching a little bit, I want to tell you a little bit of a story. So for years, well, I just, I joined 200K in January with the pre-enrollment with so many of you. And that's when I got access to, you know, with the 200K uh, modules and courses and all of that. And up to that point in my business, which I've been running my business for a little bit over five years, and I've been running my program, the last 10 program, um, I guess I should also say I'm a master coach. I'm creator of the last 10 method. I sometimes forget to introduce myself. Hi, I'm Brenda. So anyways, I've been running my business for a little bit over five years. I've been running my program at that point for pretty much exactly five years. Up to that point, I think this is very important. I also wanted to share this with you. I had been writing my emails my sales emails last minute, like the way that I do it. Um, and how I enroll people in my program is every month I have an enrollment week. So each month I enroll uh, new clients into the program and we have an enrollment week and the way that it would happen before. And I like smile now thinking about it because what has happened in this past year has been so different. And I'm going to share some of that with you. But up to that point, I would write my emails in the last minute and like during enrollment week, and now, I'm gonna, and now I use like quotation marks because it's so like different how it has changed from even, you know, not even 12 months ago, is that I would like last minute write two or three emails to enroll people. But let's not like, I'm not trying to throw shade on past me, right? Because that just, well, I don't even say just, that took me to 900K plus in my business. So I also wanna say this is very important. I do not use coaching tools to should myself. I don't use coaching tools to should myself about goals. 
and I don't use coaching tool and I don't should myself about things I should change. So, and I, I wanted, I like made a special note to say that this is my number two asterisk on here because I know I've been, you know, around us coaches and coaching long enough that I know at least some of you are going to be thinking while you're listening to me today, oh, I really should write my emails in advance, right? So just pay attention if you're doing that, because what happened for me is I want you to know, like, I was able to create incredible results in my business as far as measurable results in revenue and clients, et cetera, and 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 support my clients in creating, you know, so much transformation in their lives, et cetera, with my last minute emails. But when I came into 200K, and it was actually, I remember, I remember exactly what I heard Stacy say. I don't remember what video it was, but one of the videos Stacy had said, if you don't have time to manage your mind, you don't have time to make money. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> but I applied that to my whole, because the thought, the belief that I definitely had was I don't have time to write emails in advance and I don't have time to write more emails. That was my thought about copy. That was my thought about emails. When I heard Stacy say, if you don't have time to manage your mind, you don't have time to make money. I was like, oh shit. For me, it just clicked. Like if I don't have time to write my emails in advance or to write my copy, right? Whatever you want to call it. I don't have time to make more money. And at that point, it wasn't from I should, it wasn't uh, from a place of like, oh, I should, you know, write my emails in advance, I should be more organized, none of that, it was then it became a want, I want to write my emails in advance, because imagine what could I do, what would be possible for me and there's a couple other things, I'm also in the uh, launching course, where I heard Stacy talk about like the way that she does it. And I was like, oh my gosh, it just opened my eyes to like the possibility of how my experience of when I am selling could be so much more spacious. I don't think I'd even really like considered it in that way until I saw it. And so then I was like, oh, I want to do that. So then it became a question of like, what is getting in the way of me feeling like I can do that? So this is where I think coaching is so powerful. And for each of you, as you're listening to me, you could this could be applying to many different, you know, a lot of different things, not just copy or emails. It might be other things in your business that you are like, I want to do that, but like you haven't, or it feels some belief or something getting in the way, or it just feels, for me, it literally felt like I don't have time. That's what's getting in the way. I don't have time. Turns out one year later, I had plenty of time because I made time. And now fast forward to the end of this year, right? Here we are in January, 2022. Every single month last year, I wrote my um, email campaigns in advance. And for each of them, they were anywhere from like 16 to 20 emails. Cause I remember before that, it'd be like two or three emails written last minute. Now, like uh, currently actually right now we're doing the December enrollment, 20 emails in advance. They're just going, they've been written at first drafts, edits. Turns out I did have time. But once I decided I wanted to do that, and I'm going to talk a little bit about how it's really been such a game changer for me in changing my experience of writing copy. Um, once I decided that's what I wanted to do, I had to be willing to question 
what felt so true of I don't have time, right? And it felt so true. Like I'm a mom. I, I, I had a, a newborn. Well, she's not a newborn anymore. But at the time, these I remember these like newborn toddler. It felt so true. Like I just I just don't have time. But I had to be willing to question the premise of that. That felt so true. Okay, so I talked to you about that. Okay, the other thing I wanted to share about this, and if you have been following the um, the enrollment emails for this 200k launch, they actually featured a little bit of my story, and so I'll give you a little bit more backstory on that. Um, the other thing that happened for me directly as a result of writing my emails in advance is that earlier this year in March of 2021, sorry, 2022, I may or may not cry on this because this is very important for me. Um, yep, I'm going to cry. <laughs> so earlier this year in March, was um, I had a deadline coming up of like, it was, it was very important for me at the life coach school every year, if you're a part of the life coach school, we have our mastermind and we have our award ceremony. And it was like a goal for me. Like I wanted to be able to have my seven, uh, my seven figure breakthrough by a certain deadline. This is why the story matters here. And there's a connection here for me. There's like a deadline. This needs to be done by this point at midnight in order to like walk across stage and receive your award. Well, that was really important for me because rep I really wanted to represent and like really in my mind, this is important for me because of shattering a glass ceiling of like being the first Latina on stage to like have been able to achieve that. And, and I like gave Stacy such a huge hug at Mastermind earlier this year because it wasn't until I was there that I realized what a what an important role that having written my emails in advance that month played in this because I had written my emails in advance the entire sequence and, and they were all finished or whatever I had that last month that last three weeks two weeks literally up to the last day because I like literally hit, hit my goal that last very last day up until the deadline I think it was like at 8 or 9 p.m before the deadline I had so much space as a CEO to be like all right what else could we do what have what else could I do what else haven't I thought about because I was that close. And this is so important for me. I mean, I get choked up literally every time I think about it and talk about it. Also, it's that time of the month, everyone. So there's like four worlds happening over here. <laughs> but no, even if it wasn't, like this is it was just so important for me. But but I I know for sure, like if my if I was still writing emails like last minute, how I had been for, I wouldn't have had the space. Like I had this luxurious space where my business was running, new clients were being enrolled, my current clients were being taken care of to just think about like, what else can I do? What's another idea? Have I done this? Have I tried this? to like problem solve and think about and innovate. I actually came up during that that last month as I kind of like had my pulse on like, this is really an important milestone and target that I wanted to have this breakthrough. I innovated because I had the spaciousness. That's why today I was like, oh, I wanna talk about this. And like, literally I did email, did 
did write my copy and my emails in advance, but really the game changer is the spaciousness that I've created for myself as a CEO, right? Because the work that I'm doing uh, is so important. And that is true for, for all of you. So that's the other thing that I wanted to, to say why this has been a game changer is the space that I'm able to experience here in my mind. I would say literally in my heart, because I remember when uh, when I would write emails last minute, they would feel rushed and it felt like chaotic. That was my emotional experience of writing emails. And again, I want to remind all of you that literally got me to 900K plus. So that's, um, you know, just tying back to like stratus. It, it, it's our, our belief in how we're showing up, right? Our T-line, that's what creates our results and not our actions. But like still this has been a game change changer so don't shoot yourself about the copy but i'm definitely sharing with you how creating this shift has been a game changer for me in many ways um, and i think also for my clients and my prospective clients and i'm going to talk about that because it's also space for writing and so when i think about the space now that i didn't even know like could have imagined before until i really gave it a shot because when I first, when I first um, like saw how Stacy did it, like she writes it in advance and then edits and then edits again and then edits it again, I was like, okay, I'm willing to try it. Like that's where it started, right? I'm not gonna shit myself, but I'm willing to try it. And like one one year in of having done that for myself, oh my gosh, like I've been able to think about the person that I serve on such a deep, deep, deep level that I just hadn't given myself the time or the space to do before. And I also want to let you know, like, um, I would say that writing copy for me before felt like pulling teeth, like it literally was not a fun thing that I enjoyed doing. I really, now because I have all this spaciousness, I would say 90% of the time, I'm like, you could probably find me like smiling, writing emails because I'm like, oh my gosh, this email is so good. Like I'm geeking out on the stuff that I'm writing, but that I only can have been able to create an experience in the container of space, which for me, again, in the A-line that's looked like giving myself more actual time and doing it in advance. Um, yeah, so I mentioned this, I mentioned a little bit of this, but now one year later, I'm like, you know, I used to believe that I didn't have time and that's why I was being done last minute and like how brilliant of me and how much I was able to create with that. But now one year later, I'm like, holy shit. I used to think I didn't have time to write a email. That was my thought. And that's what I experienced. And that created the result of writing two to three, you know, emails for the month's enrollment. Now I look back and 12 months of enrolling new clients 16 to 20 emails each, that's like 240 emails that I have written this year because I was willing, and this is where I'm going to wrap this up and open up to coaching. So raise your hand if you are wanting coaching and we're going to do that because I was willing once I decided there's something I wanted to do in my business for my clients, for myself, for the work that I do to question, to question the premise that was that had me feeling like it was impossible, which was this very, you know, simple, but like it makes a difference if you're believing I don't have time. And it felt so, so real. 
All right. Questions, coaching. Yeah. Also, if there's any questions, feel free to raise your hand. And I am going to reference our handy dandy recently coached list. So give me a second here to do that. Okay. Alicia, go ahead and unmute yourself. Hey, Brenda. Hi. How are you? I'm, I'm doing all right. Thank you. Um, thank you for sharing your story and i just you started to touch on it at the very end of what you were saying but my my question is you know i i tell myself that a lot i don't have time and it really feels so real and it and it when i look at my calendar it is so real um <clears throat> once you started to question that premise then how did you create the time how did you change your thoughts that enabled you to create the time like could you give us a little bit more insight on how you made that happen yeah so the first part is like even though it feels so so true that's why i said that several times and like trust me like i have a daughter all the things that were like that shit is real kids take up time and i still have a kid so she didn't go away so the circumstance is <laughs> the same but the first first thing i have to be willing to do is you know it, it kind of feels like back to basics but i, I do think this is a part of for me, like also continued mastery of my own craft is like being willing, being willing to look at something and be like, wait, is that really factual or is that a thought? And I just, even though it felt so true, just because something feels true, it doesn't mean it's a fact. And so that was the very first thing I had to do. The next thing, just to give you a little bit of sharing some of what I did though, actually, is like I did do a time study, like, okay. I know that I have time, right? Like I have time in my day. What am I spending my time doing? And look, I'm I'm a pretty I'm pretty damn efficient focus. Like I've had people tell me like I could never work from home. I would never get anything done. I'd like you know, I'm not that person. Like I when my daughter and my husband leave in the morning, I am excited to get to work and I come in here in my office and I love my work so much. I'm like in the zone. So I'm like focused already but i i what i have to be willing to do is like so i did my time study had to be willing okay because i'm remembering what stacy said about like if you don't have time to manage your mind you don't have time to make money and for me as a ceo i was really looking at like what are what are these sort of activities or things in my business that are most important and kind of like it was like a deepening of focus of like really triaging and deciding like, hey, copy is just gonna work its way up the importance ladder of things because I'm focused, I'm doing things, I'm working. So then with the time I do have, because I know I do, I do have time, this needs to make it onto the priorities like here's another thing too alicia because um this will probably be helpful i think for everyone like there even though the emails were feeling like i don't have time there are were there were things in my business that i always get done that always get time dedicated right so for example i will always record my podcast so that's another way of me thinking like okay it's not so much that i don't have time it's that in my mind this thing i'm looking at it as like a negotiable 
So I did do like a time study, like what am I actually spending my time? But I had to shift my thinking about that as um, making it a non-negotiable, like other things in my business that I already made non-negotiables. Did I answer your question? Because honestly, I already forgot what your question was. <laughs> yeah, it was It's just sort of like, how did you go from not from thinking I don't have time and then to creating that time? And I, I can definitely see how just deciding what the priorities are, looking at the reality of, of your time through a time study. Mm -hmm. um, and, and also, could you speak to overselling? Because you <clears throat> created so many more sales emails. And how do you think that impacted your results as well? Like when you gave yourself that space to create. Yeah, I think I'm still like, like I know we're at the uh, kind close to the end of the year. Um, how do I want to answer this question? I think the impact of that, like the results are still to be seen because I, because of overselling, I really don't think I've seen the full results of it even yet. Like for, right. for, I don't know. Yeah. 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 I think that's a good way to answer it. Like I definitely am feeling it and I am seeing some results of it, but I think like the results of it, of how I've been showing up different this year are still coming. Like I haven't even essentially like this, I don't know if this is going to sound good or bad. I'm just going to say it. it's like the analogy that's coming to my mind. I don't even think I've like collected the harvest that's yeah, been going to compound. Yeah. That's been created from how I've shown up different. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, that's what, that's what I would say was my answer to that. I also thought about this literally as I was preparing earlier today for this call is like, honestly, I really, really believe this. I, I do think the measurable results like are compounding and I still haven't even seen all of it yet. But I also really think like my experience with writing copy, the quality of it has changed so much that literally, even if the measurable results stayed the same, like if I still made the exact exact same million dollars, but my experience is that like I'm smiling, geeking out while writing copy, fuck yeah. You know what I mean? Because I spend, this is my life and this is how I'm spending my time. But I also know that that's not how it works. Like if we're thinking and feeling different, we're going to create, di we're creating different results. Right. But at least uh, from like the way I think about it, the value of even how my experience has changed is actually worth the, more than a million dollars. So I've already made my value on that as the measurable results is like being created. Right. As we speak, I think this month is going to be killer. <laughs> Good for you. That's awesome. Yeah. Can I ask you one more logistical question? So, because I'm just launching, I'm just starting groups, and um, and you know, when I look at the number of sales emails to write, and then I have to do that each time. And so, like, are you actually writing sixteen to twenty brand new emails every month? Is that how right you do I it, am. or do you recycle? No, right now I am just because I want to, like, I went into this year being like, copy is my number one thing. Like I'm, I'm coming into this year, just like, I'm going to dominate copy <laughs> literally like my, my thoughts and my whole vibe, everyone, if you can like feel it. So I wanted to write that volume 
not not just for the sake of writing like I mean I literally think my email I see them now I'm like oh, my gosh like just such good stuff right I'm like literally impressed by my own emails and and also they're converting and so that's obviously important too right but um what was I gonna say with that uh give me a second I lost my train of thought oh I wanted to write that volume because I, I do like when Stacy says like the more you say it the more you say it the more it feels dialed in it's true like I've been playing around with a lot of different ways of saying it language what resonates the most and uh, I think I'm still playing around mm -hmm. and exploring okay. and dialing in so I, I wanted to but I don't think you you have to like if you see um Stacy's 200k enrollment even for I don't know if you follow I love to follow because I like study it right there there's some that are new and like some that were reused if I'm like observed that correctly and eventually um I don't plan to rewrite every email new always forever but like this year I wanted to because I was like I want the skill set like you know I'm I'm I made it uh I was on a on a mission to like develop this skill set because I also remember I also want to share this because thank you for asking this question because it's reminding me for a long long time in my business I always felt like I kind of wanted to just find someone that I could hire to like write the copy and just hand off this thing that just felt like I'm just never going to understand it I'm never going to get it but like it just never worked because no one could ever write or sound like me that is at least for where I'm at right now in my business <clears throat> Um, you know, maybe later I will change my thoughts on that. But like, so I love right now that I'm like, oh, I love writing copy. I would not even want someone else to write it for me. That's a huge right. shift in thinking in just a few months. So, but okay, I, I want to coach you a little bit on that though. Um, I do appreciate the questions, but I'm like, let's also do some coaching. Tell me about, so you were telling me when you're writing emails, how, how are you feeling or what, tell me more. Um, well, I, I do feel like I don't have a lot of time. I do write my emails on the fly the day of or the day before. Um, and I did recently hire someone to help me with some sales emails, which I, you know, they pretty much, they gave me a, a structure that I had to go in and change because it, you know, it needed to sound like me. Um, and so I okay. use that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I use that. Um, in addition to some of my own for my last group launch, but um, yeah, just the, the time issue really resonates with me. Okay. The, the first question that I want to ask you is like, cause you can keep doing what you're doing that you don't have to change it, but do you want to, I think is such an important question. Oh, for sure. Like just this week, I, because I was taking this week off, I was able to get my emails for the week ready. And I know when I saw one pop into my inbox this morning and it's like, oh, that's so lovely for it to just already be there and go out. And I didn't have to be like, oh my gosh, I got to write an email today. You know, mm -hmm. Hold on kids, I'll make you breakfast in a little bit. <laughs> <You know? laughs> mm -hmm. So okay. yeah, no, I would love to be able to manage, to feel managed, to feel like my, I managed my business well and run it well instead of just by the seeing my pants all the time right but like the thought of I manage my business well you can have regardless oh okay and actually you probably need to have that thought first 
right? Because that's I wanted to make sure to be clear in my teaching today that it's my my thoughts that changed about this first that then trickled down mm. and then my actions were able to change versus let me let me create an email strategy and then I'll feel a certain way about my emails. Right. I had to question the premise of I don't have time and feel different and believe different and think different and then my strategy and my action could change. So oh, the solution yeah. isn't to like think we're not managing things well or that we're being a shitty CEO or a shitty business owner until you write your emails a certain way and then that <clears throat> and then like you're kind of um only going to give yourself permission to think about yourself a certain way until you do that it's the opposite I know it is so yeah. trippy when we're in it it feels like it's really should be backwards but it's not we have to think about ourselves as someone who manages manages our business well first from there you'll make the decisions from there you'll yeah. take the actions yeah I, yeah that's that's 100 it and I just have kept keep telling myself I'm I'm not managing it well. I'm yes. I'm scatterbrained. I'm all the you know blah 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 blah. And then what yeah. do I what tool what tool do I need to do? Who do I need to hire so that I can feel in control and and feel like I do manage my business well? So yeah, you're right. right so target. you're wanting to like action your line to feel yes, I control. <laughs> I manage my business well, right? Imagine if you just decided my self concept is I manage my business well period there's no like thought police around that can keep you from thinking or believing that about yourself yeah when you really that. believe that and when you really believe that and you think that no matter what your a-line's looking that that's looking like mm -hmm. then you're then you can make decisions about what you're going to change and do oh my gosh i mean it, that just really that really hits home thank you so much Oh, my pleasure. I All right. It. You're so welcome. Let me see. Check out this list again. Okay. I hope that I say your name correct. Is it Agathe? Ag yes, I got. I got. Okay. <laughs> um, Hi. Hi. First, congratulations of hitting that mark on the day of. I mean, that's so exciting it and I think Alicia much. asked half the question I wanted to ask so this is thank you Alicia <laughs> so I got the coaching um I love that I'm dom I'm going to dominate copy I think that was really helpful um I would love to ask you um a little bit more about this selling because I'm actually doing um a launch but I'm thinking of doing the launch like you like to open for one week a month and mm -hmm. leave the program on so I would love to understand a little bit how, you know, if, if that's something you created or that you decided. Um, yeah, I just decided it. So you can just decide it too. Yeah, well, I did decide it, but I was like, how am I going to do that? And, I, and then you just show up and tell me, okay, this is how you decide. So okay. you, yeah, let's jump into coaching. I want to coach. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm happy to answer questions, but I, because here's the thing, like I made those decisions from the yeah. like CEO role. I just decide how I want to do it and then I figure it out. Right. So you decided you want to do that. And then the question is like, you already decided it. Are you already doing it? Yes, I have to start emailing 
but I have my five emails. I don't have 12 uh, or 16. I, was, um, I did less than I did less than five for five years. That's why yeah. I wanted to make sure to say that. <laughs> so important up to 900 and like, I think 47,000 was like two, three. I think one time it was like one email. Uh, during I should be clear during enrollment week I mean we still had like some other podcast emails and whatnot but like the way that I envision my my enrollments going okay great mm -hmm. but okay so you've already decided so I've decided to put my program in lifetime access like to just keep it open mm -hmm. but to enroll people every month so one week and then they join so at least you know if I have 20 people each time which is what my goal is mm -hmm. then they can um, start all at the same time and catch up. So I would, I would not control, but allow new people to join at the same time, not just randomly during the, the, the program. Yeah. Okay. And you're already doing that? No, I haven't doing that. This is the first, it would be the first month. It would be January would be the first month. So I have a few people enrolled and then I was thinking, okay, I'm going to keep it open, but instead of keeping it open, allowing people just to show up at any time unannounced, I'm going to just say, okay, last week of the month, you get to enroll and you start on the first of the month. The oh yeah. Month. That's pretty much what I do. But like, what's, what feels like you don't have an answer for it. So my question, my thinking is like, um, I'm going to have to manage people who are at different pace. So that's like the newcomers. Um, and I'm thinking, okay, fine, they have, they'll have the access to the lessons um, and they can start some exercise. Um, and um, I guess that's it. I mean, I'm thinking I have to really write emails to the same, um, you know, that last week and just say, this is when you're enrolled and the next enrollment will be last week of January and then et cetera yeah mm -hmm. I, don't know. It, I, I don't know it doesn't sound like what is there something that you think we need to coach on there or is there something that feels unanswered i think it was truly i just decided and it's like this is how i wanted to be and then you show up and say that's your model so it, i'm a bit caught by surprise i'm like okay i guess like if brenda's doing it like I guess I can just do it too. Like I've yeah. decided and you know what that I, wanna, I didn't have any blueprint. And you know what I want to offer you here that yeah. I think is even more powerful than that is like, even if I had never shown up and shared that, to just like know that as a CEO, you can always think like, that's what I get to do. You know yep. what I mean? Because you're for everyone here. This is true for me. This is true for everyone here. Like your your business is as it is exactly the way you're creating it has never been created before. Mm -hmm. Great. No, totally. That's perfect. It sounds very complete. I'll tell you one thing that I have I would love coaching on is that that always podcast. I've made it for my newsletter. Um, since this year but i feel that when i block a time then sometimes the inspiration doesn't come at that time so i i've been playing with either i block a time and i do my newsletter and my podcast at the same time or i let the creative juice happen during the week but sometimes mm -hmm. they you know they wait until the end of the week and then i feel like i'm running behind them so that's the only thing 
If it wasn't for the thought, I feel like I'm running behind. Is that working? It's worked for the newsletter. Yeah, it, it worked for the newsletter. And what about the podcast? Uh, the podcast, it's still my, um, it's still very organic. So I'm, I haven't decided how I want to structure it. So I think I'm going to put it with the newsletter so that they resonate with each other and, um, you know, bundle them up and, you know, decide that I'm going to have a specific time and see how much I can get done within that time. I think that's when, you know, um, that's what you deciding. want. That's what you want to do. Yes, because I love writing. I love writing copy, but I, the writing copy starts and then, you know, two hours later, I'm still writing. Mm -hmm. and editing and everything so I have to be able to I would like to be able to you know shorten the way right not get lost into the writing mm -hmm. if it's too oh my gosh of course I have flowers being delivered right now so random nice and now my dog is barking <laughs> this it's fine never happens at this time of the day um do you want to get to their flowers I am not actually sure what I should do because they're probably going to keep knocking. Um, but I want to keep coaching you. So can you hear my dog barking or no? Because I can ignore him. Okay, then I'm going to keep coaching you as long as my dog isn't barking, isn't bothering everyone's focus. Okay. So, okay. So we've kind of gone from like, you went from talking about your podcast to talking about your copy. Mm -hmm. um, which... Let's talk about your copy because since that's what we've been talking yep. about today, you said it's been taking you two hours and why do you want it to take less? Um, I feel that when I start writing, I can write for a long time. I, you know, I, because it takes me longer than I expected to write. Mm -hmm. And so what I found is that I put in my calendar an hour but in fact it bleeds out into two hours or three hours or i'm in one hour i'm not done so i have to find another time slot to finish my writing so i think that the challenge is that um copy uh for me is is i feel it's harder to control the timeline of copying you know to writing one email or to writing two emails to writing five emails sometimes i just get it and it flows but sometimes it's a little bit more you know it takes a little bit more time when you say sometimes it takes a little bit more time, is that more time than two hours or is that within the two hours? Uh, more time than one hour. Like I'll say I'll, I want one hour to write my newsletter or my copy or, or like two or three emails. And then, you know, it will take much more longer. Mm. So that's why copywriting for me is interesting because it's in relation with time. Um, and you said, you know, like I don't have time. I love copy, copy. I, I love copywriting, and I don't have that much time. But I feel copywriting is wait, but thing. that's the thought, right? I don't have that much time because I'm curious about like why not just give keep giving yourself two hours if that's what it takes. That honestly, like for the and I don't think this is what everyone needs to do, but this is what I'm curious about in coaching you. Um, like it sounds like right now you would like for it to take only an hour. Which mm -hmm. I think you, I, I think that's definitely an angle we could coach on it. Like for sure it's possible to write an email in less than an hour. 
It might yeah. be shorter. It might not be as revised, whatever. We could coach on that angle. But I'm also just curious about like, what if the you're, you do have the thought of like, I don't have time for it to take two hours. When I'm sharing with all of you that I made a lot of time, literally, let me think about how, how many hours each month. Give me a second. Um, I want to give you a rough estimate because it's kind of changed, but I think even in the recent months, it was like eight hours. A month for 16 emails? Yeah, at least. And again, I, I don't want to share that in the way of like, hey, this is what everyone's, that's why I started out yeah. from the beginning. I don't think it's actually about the strategy or the A-line. It's like, hey, um, this is important. I'm deciding this is important, right? I'm not shooting myself. I'm just deciding this is important to give myself space to do that. And for me, with the th thought of like, I'm going to dominate this and like, I want this skill, uh, you know, that's what's coming up for me as I'm, I'm hearing, I'm like, yeah, took some time, but I have to, yeah, yeah, yeah. tell me what you think. I think that what you, the thought that just came for me is like, this is, if that's something that I'm going to dominate or I'm going to master that skill set, it might require more time at the beginning, like learning any skill, and that will shorten with time, with practice. So yeah. I think I'm going to give myself ample time, uh, allowing that space, and then eventually, you know, it'll become more fluent in it. And, it'll well, take and, less time. and how does it feel to think about it that way? that feels absolutely doable and inevitable yeah yeah because let's let's just do like a quick kind of compare compared to how does it feel to think it takes me two emails but i want it to take me i'm sorry it takes me two, it takes hours, me two hours but i don't have time and i want it to take me one hour or less mm -hmm. how does yep. that feel to think about it that way um No, I think it's like giving it ample time and and um, at the service of my copywriting. Like that's wait, wait, the time. Hold that's on, hold on. But you're, I get what you're doing. You're like changing it to kind of a new way of thinking. But I just want to take a moment here where we see how when you were thinking about it, of like it takes me about two hours and I want it to take less, and but I don't have time. Yeah, constraint. How does that feel? Yeah. That that was um, will like willingly like uh, forcefully trying to fit in like me trying to you know const constraining forcing it to stay under one hour yeah and so like what i just did with you like i did so much of that with myself of being aware of what are my thoughts about time in order to create the change right when like earlier oh my gosh i can't remember who had asked me the question earlier alicia yeah about about how did i actually do that I did a lot of this with myself of like really being aware of the thoughts that I was, was having about time and how much I, time I do have or don't have or how much time yeah. it's taking or not taking. Because I think when I, the first time that I sat down with PSP, PRV, I literally opened a spreadsheet and I spent two entire days doing that, like 16 hours, everyone, just like diving in to thinking about my person, writing things out where did that time come from i used to think i didn't have time i made time so like what we just did this these are like the the little thoughts right that 
that we have, but be aware of your thoughts about time that you do have or don't have. And then in relation to, to copy and writing copy. Yeah, super interesting because it's true that with um, thought download, I can quickly go to ITC versus noticing the kind of more sneakier, which was like me trying to compress writing in a certain time, which was a forcing that time space versus allowing to understand what are the beliefs that are still in there. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think that could be another coaching angle on it, right? It could also be, mm -hmm. there might be a moment where like as a CEO or whatever, you just decide, hey, this, this email right now that needs to go out just needs to be written in 15 minutes. And like, can I also believe I have the capacity yes. to do that? Like both. What if we can play with both? Yeah. Yeah. That okay. happens too. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Randa. Love yeah, that. my pleasure. All right. Um, go to let me let me check again my list list here. Kelly. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. All right, so this is definitely my work. So I've launched um, a total of seven times in 22 for different, pro like my front end program and my mastermind. And I feel like I'm always trying to catch up. Like the whole time thing is like so relevant. Mm -hmm. um, it always feels like By the time I finish one launch, it's almost like time to start the prep for the next launch. And so it's been a combination of feeling like one, the, the time thing and me never catching up. And then the other um, circumstance that has shown up is uh, Igor and I, we looked at my launches this year and I realized that my two lowest resulting launches this year were happened when I was still a lot of mine are written because I've reused a lot of them over the over the years and launches a lot have been re rewritten tweaked and so I a lot of times I'm adding things but the two um, launches that had the lowest quote-unquote results were where I was proofreading adjusting updating and then having to load and pick the picture and it just felt so like so much work because yeah. these two particular launches I had like a VA like tell me I don't have time this week mm -hmm. and then I was the one doing not just the writing and the proofing but also the loading and scheduling and making sure it's going to the right list and so what would so it literally felt like I just didn't have the right amount of time and I think in the past I was okay writing e writing emails maybe at the last minute or as I went along or even like something I wanted to add in the middle of a launch, but the writing them and having to edit proof, do all the things to get them out just kept me like that my that desire for spaciousness just was not there. And but so it I know, also sounds, yeah, it also sounds like, but you can tell me, right? Uh, tell me if this doesn't feel true, doesn't resonate. It also sounds like even when that's not the case, you always feel like you're catching up. Yes, totally. Yep. So 
Okay, so let me tell you what I, th I think, and then we'll coach like this. Um, would do you would you say that like that feeling of being behind and catching up is like a habitual? It's kind of it's like a well rehearsed, just familiar actually. Yeah, it's the habitual. It's familiar. Yeah, it's familiar because I love taking action. So it's like this familiar dance of like I wait, I think about it, and then it's like oh shit, now's the time. Let me action, 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 action oh now i don't have time to do it ahead of time so yeah it's definitely this is so well rehearsed it goes back to grade school when i used to crank out my paper like mm -hmm. the night before it was due mm -hmm. if i'm being completely honest so um how do i want to i'm trying to think of how do i want to approach this let me share an example with you even though you can tell me what you think i feel similar with like the feeling of fear like it's so familiar to like and we're kind of like worry and fear but more so fear and one thing that has been so helpful is to like be able to identify that just feeling that way just feels so familiar and almost like useful or has felt and then like i needed to teach myself my body my brain a different way mm -hmm. and so like this is actually uh, another work that i've really been doing in the past couple of years is like really intentionally generating the feelings that i want to feel that don't feel as familiar and quote unquote well rehearsed right so i want to feel safety and trust is what I decided. And so when I notice myself feeling the familiar of fear, and this is, it's not, I'm, this is not like, this still falls with like the thoughts, feelings, actions thing, but we're really just, ad we're addressing it from like the feeling line first. This is how I like to, it's like my simple way of understanding it. Um, I go there first because I know what trust feels like. I've experienced the feeling of trust. And so I'll literally do this when I'm in working in my business. So I notice myself feeling fear. And it doesn't mean that I don't make space for fear, but it means that I've like been able to recognize that that's just very familiar and well rehearsed. And I want to teach myself, my body, my brain, my nervous system, all the things, whatever you want to call it, whatever resonates for you the most, what I've decided that I want to do instead. How, what is the emotion that I want to create from instead? So what I'm curious for you with this is you're used to, or what's familiar is creating from the space of catching up. I'm behind and catching up. And what is that feeling by the way? And pressure, it's and, pressure. Oh, pressure, okay, pressure. Yeah, I can resonate with that word too, fear and pressure. Um, catching up, so pressure. And then if, if I were to ask you, what is it the feeling that you feeling states feeling that you want to create from instead what would that be even if you like if it feels kind of far out there to to actually just jump in there and do that what is the feeling state that you want to create from instead and i think everyone can answer this question for themselves as well yeah calm or grounded or okay can you like, are you able to think about 
moments where you felt that way? Like, have you had that experience emotionally in your body of feeling calm and grounded? Yes, probably like, not in the business, but yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So can you do that? Like you could even do it right now. Okay. Like I can think about moments where I like have felt a lot of trust and safety. And I like start bringing that into my business on purpose. I start bringing it into when I'm writing emails or when we're like closing on enrollment week and, and maybe I haven't like hit the targets yet that I'm wanting to hit. I bring that into, and so really I'm like, if you've done a lot of this where you're like so focused on the T line and the thoughts and the thoughts and the thoughts, not that that's not a useful way to approach it, but like just here in coaching you, because you the, the way you describe it, like I always feel like I'm catching up. I felt like I wanted to go to the F line to the feeling state because we can really feel that difference. So tell me what you're, what comes up for you with that. Does that feel like it resonates or? Yeah, it definitely feels like it resonates because I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh my God, this is so uncomfortable. Like just the fact, like even the, the desire to, like you were talking a little bit before about like intentionally thinking and intentionally creating the experience you want, making the decisions and it's like my brain is immediately like i don't even know how to do that i don't even know how to begin i don't even have the time to begin right so it just goes off on this big tangent that is just like reaffirming to me that it's comfort space is this like yeah. pressure this is how i like to take action this is how i have done it in the past you know and not that it hasn't quote unquote worked in the past like you you did 900k you know writing emails right. on the everyone fly. In here, let me tell yeah. you this, everyone in here you know how to sell if you've made in order to be here you have to sell at least 25k you know how to sell yeah so that's just like foundational basics here standard like you just know how to sell you can just think that about yourself I think that's great to know I'm pretty sure actually Stacy said that to us in $2 million group like three months ago. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's true. Good to, good reminder to have. Um, but okay, going back to like your mind saying, I don't even know how to do that. Good news is you do know how to do that because you've experienced common grounded before. Yeah. So you know how to do common grounded before. So it's like bringing these two things, um, you know, sales or marketing, copy, whatever you want to call it in your business. And then your ability to feel calm and grounded. It's these two things that feel completely separate. And but the fact that we're even talking about them in the same sentence, we're like, okay, maybe they can happen together. Mm -hmm. So I want to I want to share what I think is like a really freaking cool example that I want to share with you. This is fairly new, but I've been doing this work with myself with money specifically about safety and, and trust. So safety in particularly in particular with like. Um, like financial wealth and revenue and breakthroughs and visibility and then trust, I think even more so in like 
even just like the the sales process of like hey there's I know I always make money right like that but anyways um and actually let me see if I can how can I do this in four minutes so this actually even ties back to when I did have my seven figure breakthrough one thing that I realized is like I kind of had a freak out like my brain was like this is too much visibility too much success and my brain kind of freaked out a little bit all right I had tons of compassion and I was like okay so here's an opportunity where I was able to see like I want to really practice creating safety and trust more so and so I've really what I just walked you through Kelly like I've done that over and over again this year just like these two things that felt very different very separate of like visit especially visibility and like kind of breakthroughs in financial wealth felt very separate from safety and trust felt very like you know complete opposite sides of the room and I've just been like I'm bringing in trust and more trust and more safety more trust and more safety more trust and more safety and now my like this is going to be one of my favorite news stories to tell is that recently I had my first live event and while I was at the with clients and while I was at the event I had this idea of an offer um and so literally at this event um and it was uh kind of like at the at the end of the day of our it doesn't matter second or third day of the event we were all kind of um at the end of the day in our pajamas I literally was in my pajamas not wearing a bra <laughs> I wasn't planning to tell this story but I just think it's perfect for right now and I shared my offer, my $18,000 offer. Well, 18 if you do payments, 15 if you pay in full, if you want the specifics. I shared my offer in my pajamas with no bra. Like talk about making money and safety together. Like I would have never imagined that. Like this is how I watch Netflix in my pajama and no bra. That is like the ultimate, right? Think about how you feel at the end of the day when you're watching Netflix and your pajamas and no bra. Maybe some people wear a bra. I wasn't wearing a bra. Six out of seven of my clients that were at that event said yes to the offer. So the fun story that I want to share with you is that I made $90,000 feeling so safe in my body, which is new for me, like that level. Literally just sharing an offer. But I've had to do this of like, hey, my, my, the familiar is like fear, pressure, fear, pressure, whatever. Not always, but that was definitely, it, I would say with like, like these new levels of, of financial success and visibility, right? And I have to really integrate like, what if visibility and success and financial breakthroughs can be integrated with a new way of feeling with a new feeling state and that's what I was able to experience but like I created that because I practiced it over and over like I literally feel like here in my office I would bring doses of like me intentionally like I'm gonna intentionally generate the feeling of safety right now here sitting in my office I'm gonna intentionally generate feeling of trust and enoughness right that's another one and so I, I think this short, this freaking cool story that I can now share that is my life that just happened like a few weeks ago is because I did that work of like integrating those things. And like, I had to be willing to believe 
that I can take action and create results from different emotions than the ones that my brain thinks. It's the only way you can make pretty much 100K in your pajamas with no bra, feeling totally chill, like, can't even tell you. I like, I just have to smile when I think about it. I'm like, this is real life. This is the coolest thing ever. When only a few months ago, my brain did freak out when I had my seven-figure breakthrough because my brain was like, wait, this is very dangerous. You should not be making this much money. You should not be this visible. But I had to be willing to recognize like, oh, this is the familiar. This is only the messaging I've been taught is that uh, visibility and success, like this level of success or, or past a certain level of success is dangerous. That's what I've learned. I have to be willing to recognize that's like the existing thing and to teach my body and my brain and everything, like how I'm going to decide what is, you know, what else is possible. So kind of went off on a tangent there, but can you see? Yeah. Yep. And I yeah. like the, just the idea of I'm going to sit here and intentionally, and I think I've, I've, I've done that in some things with like my belief in what I do right so i'm intentionally like oh no i do believe they're there oh no i do believe and just this new intentionality of feeling you know in even just in the business in general and reaffirming that that it's safe to have a business while feeling calm and grounded is i think it, it'll be a game changer for me yeah it's kind of like you're setting an, a new baseline a new familiar so we still make space for the other emotions right i'm not telling you yeah, that my totally. i don't ever have fear but like setting a new baseline and deciding what like the new familiar you teach your brain a new familiar of the feeling state we want to create from so i know we're, we're we gotta wrap up but i would say my takeaway is like yeah the the space and then just to tie it into here to Kelly's um, coaching as well, like what is the feeling state that I want to create? How much space do I want to give myself? What does that look like for me in my business? And what feeling state do I want to intentionally um, even prove to my body, to my brain, or, or teach or integrate whatever language resonates best for you to create from? All right, everyone. It's the end of the year. So happy holidays and happy new year. Bye. Thanks, Brenda.